0: On a stack of 45s, we are going to jive, and we're going to be jiving today with a memory from uh, from yesteryear that uh, many of you will uh, recall. And uh, if you don't recall it, then uh, you probably were not around during the uh, the golden age of of rock and roll, the true golden age. And uh, let me put it in perspective: uh, the reverence that this gentleman was held in our our artist of the day and the song which we'll get to i was visiting mr alex chilton many years ago at his home in new orleans and I, this didn't even occur to me until you and i were speaking about this particular artist alex
1: chilton uh, of the uh, box tops uh, and big star fame
0: and <laughs> big star fame And that is the voice of my partner, Mr. Bill Mesnick. Hello,
1: everybody.
0: The Mez in California, Rich Buckland in Florida. And I'm reminded of walking into Alex's home, and he's got one portrait on the wall, one painting. And the painting is that of our subject today, Mr. Freddie Boom Boom Cannon, born in Revia, Massachusetts. And uh, an unlikely candidate... Uh, physically to be considered a rock and roll star, but a joy that he presented uh, that went on to fame as uh, the only musical guest Andy Kaufman ever had uh, when he hosted the Midnight Special, his own pick, Mr. Freddie Boom Boom Cannon, for which he played the Kungas along with him. But the record we're going to focus on today is what, Bill?
1: Palisades Park from 1962 on the Swan label, which was actually a B-side to June, July, and August, which was the other side. Made it to number three. was a big hit. Do you remember Palisades Park,
0: Rich? Well, I remember going to Palisades Park. And- yeah, you remember
1: the theme song? So come on over.
0: Oh, that's right. Bruce Morrow would host many of the rock and roll shows there. And that's the theme that was what was played. Not as well known a theme as uh, the WABC theme sung by the Four Seasons or the WMCA Good Guys. But yes, yes, it was. Come on
1: over. Come on over. And, and and we used to go there. It was right across the river, um, and it was one of the early uh, amusement parks, you know, of all time. It was established in 1898.
0: Yeah, Palisades Park was no uh, was was not a fictional uh, paradise. It was a it was an actual place where you went to enjoy rides, and it became associated through the promotions that Bruce Morrow and Dick Clark did, uh, the concerts that they held. And Freddie Cannon yeah. Freddie Cannon was a regular and was handed a, handed a song, which was written by a gentleman named Chuck Barris.
1: Who you may have heard of from The Gong Show. And the dating game, and several other. He was a mogul of later of uh, game shows,
0: and then and quite a, a character of literary fame. In yes, which
1: confessions of a uh,
0: dirty mind. He was uh, allegedly a. He allegedly worked for the CIA, and no one knew if he should be Dangerous taken, mind. Dan- Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. And no one ever knew if he should be taken seriously, because anyone who would produce the gong show cannot be taken quite seriously.
1: Right. In his, uh, in his fake autobiography, claimed to be an assassin uh, who made 33 kills. The, uh, the autobiography was made into a movie directed by George Clooney, starring... The great Sam Rockwell. Yeah,
0: Sam Rockwell as uh, as Chuck Barris. Yes, <laughs> it, got, it it got Clooney's attention, which is interesting. So, the imagination of uh, of Chuck Barris was was immense, but he wrote. And
1: do you know that he died in Palisades, New Jersey, in 2017 at the age of 87.
0: Who Chuck Barris died? Chuck in Barris pa- in, pa- in
1: Palisades, New no, Jersey. I did
0: not know that. I did not know that. So Chuck that ba-
1: is what goes around comes around.
0: Chuck Barris died in Palisades, New Jersey. Yes, that's that's interesting. I'll have to figure and out. So he
1: wrote. He was working as a um, an A and R guy or a media guy for um, for uh, in Philadelphia for the same. Uh, Station ABC that was promoting uh, American Bandstand, so that was the connection. Then he wrote this song uh, for Freddie Cannon, who had made 110 appearances on American Bandstand.
0: Yeah, he was a favorite. He 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 was he was definitely people love favorite recordings such as uh, Tallahassee Lassie, Abigail Beecher, and of course the theme for Dick Clark's uh, legendary lip-sync festival uh, of film performances on the beach where the action is.
1: Your baby, where the action is. Oh, yes, great. That's and what, way down yonder in New Orleans,
0: too. Way down yonder in New Orleans. And he switched over from uh, Swan to, he got a break with Warner Brothers Records. And um, he's 84 years old, still makes personal appearances. And when I was doing, uh, when I was promoting rock and roll shows in New Jersey, I gave him a phone call because I wanted him to come. Down and uh, and do a show, and he had the same uh, he had the same philosophy that Chuck Berry had. You have to provide the band. I show up. I come in. I go out. That's it. Five grand, and that's uh, it's a little too, It's a little steep for us. And we had a conversation about the old days, and he was very, very. Uh, it was a, he was a, he was a real gentleman.
1: Were you able to meet his terms?
0: No, we decided that that was way beyond what we anticipated. At that point, we were paying $2,500 to the coasters. Yeah. And they provided their own musicians. So $5,000 for the flight from Tarzana, California, plus uh, the the band to know his material in in the manner that he wanted it known and to only perform for 20 minutes was not... uh, was not worth
1: That's a tough, tough negotiation. But he was,
0: but but he, he was a sweetheart. He was, he was very, very kind. He was very, very kind. Um, I here's a
1: here's a, a quote from someone named Cub Coda, which I found uh, worthy of repeating. It said Freddie Cannon was a true believer. He made rock and roll records, great noisy rock and roll records, and all of them infused with a gigantic drum beat. That was an automatic invitation to shake it on down any place there was a spot to dance. And it's true. You listen to, and that's probably where the name Boom Boom came from. Because he was loud and proud.
0: Well, when when they changed the name to Cannon, of course, the appropriate moniker to suit him <laughs> would be Boom Boom. Yes. So, um, well, he was loud. He also was quite aware of the success of the early Gary U.S. Bond records and how that intimacy uh, provided a great deal of... Uh, it was an invitation to participate. And even though you're putting on this 45, it was as good as, as a live show. Uh, you listen to Quarter to Three, Dear Lady Twist... And there's the invitation. And Freddie Cannon's recordings had this similar invitation, uh, with its crashing, uh, with its cra- crashing beat, and uh, just a, a a unique vocal style for uh, for rock and roll. Because he did a lot of tunes that were from the twenties.
1: Yeah,
0: he didn't just. You know, he wasn't looking to um, to modernize anything in particular, but, you know. Right,
1: there was an old-fashioned kind of approach.
0: Yeah, there was an old-fashioned approach to, uh,
1: to... You know, to it's an interesting. So uh, I, I can point our listeners to uh, an episode from an earlier uh, Mesmerized where I wrote a song called Universal Park about a guy who goes to... Uh, Try pan, uh, homeless man who tries panhandling at Universal City Walk. And the first line, which just came out of my mouth when I was writing it, was, last night I took a walk in the dark. And uh, I knew that it was uh, an homage.
0: To Frank. You know, but, yes, uh, to Palisades Park. Sure. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's, um, if you're you should really catch that on uh, on our uh, dig this website
1: yeah please uh, it's been around for a while but people have been, been enjoying it
0: yeah it's 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 really great and uh a number of episodes to uh, sink your teeth into
1: It's mesmerized
0: uh, mesmerized so you know he's you know he has the hit stopped coming but he kept working and kept working and um and the, sta- still. the standards we were referring to were songs like California Here I Come, uh Chattanooga's Shoe Boy, uh Kid Ory's Muskrat Ramble, and he recorded Twistin All Night Long with Danny and the Juniors and Frankie Valley uh later on in his career. And uh a very you know, his his appearances were also Combined with artists like Bobby V and Johnny Tillotson, these were the, the, these were probably the least threatening rock and roll artists on the planet.
1: <laughs> well, these were the greats in that brief period before the British invasion.
0: Yes, right before the British invasion. Although he was in a motion picture called Just for Fun in 1962, which was made in the UK. Uh-huh.
1: Um, but the British yeah. invasion was more like sixty-three, sixty-four. Yes. so this is like right before that
0: but he did get this whole revival as a result of Dick Clark's Where the Action is in 1965 and yeah. it was at that particular point that he began working with uh, Leon Russell James Burton, Glenn Campbell and David Gates so, well,
1: that's a high pedigree there.
0: Yes, these were, you know, these were musicians that he, that he had an opportunity to, uh, to work with.
1: Did, did Alex Chilton ever discuss uh, Freddie Boom Boom with you?
0: Well, he had the same attitude because he would mention Andy Kaufman's infatuation with him. And he said, this was the kind of guy, I, when I was a kid, I would lock myself in my room. And the first record I would want to throw on would be a Freddie Cannon record because it made me feel so happy. I was this yeah. isolated kid, and uh, you know all I wanted to do was 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 sing. I didn't know that at sixteen I was going to have a hit record, but he's listening to Freddie Cannon because of the joy that uh, it brought him. Quite similar to the story that Andy Kauf- uh, Kaufman tells. About. That's beautiful. And he's told that story, Andy, many times about being in his room and putting on his own TV shows. And his, yeah. his guest would be, his, his guest would always be Freddie Cannon. Then when he hosted <laughs> the Midnight Special, he actually got to request Freddie Cannon come on the show and uh, play the Kungas with him. My next, my next guest was one of the most creative forces in 1950s rock and roll. Unlike most of the singers of those days, he wrote m- much of his music. And his arrangements that were on his records were some of the most incredible arrangements I have ever heard. I used to listen to his records and play them in my room since I was about 10 years old. And I, was just, I was just flip out over his music. Um, to this day, uh, I could still play his records. Whenever I or any of my friends are feeling down in the dumps or something, we just put on one of his records and it just makes us real, real happy. So uh, I'm very proud to bring out my next guest. Here is Freddie Cannon.
1: And of course, this was not ironic. No, no. This was heartfelt.
0: This was totally right. This was totally from the heart. Um, Freddie also appeared with the Bo Brummel's in another motion picture called Village of the Giants. Do you remember that film?
1: I do not, but I love the Bo Brummel's.
0: I remember actually seeing that at the Kent Theater in Yonkers. And it was a teen film with uh, Bo Bridges and Ron Howard. Oh, wow. Uh, So you add the Bo Brummels and Freddie Cannon to it, and how can you go wrong? You have to go
1: back and find that.
0: How can you go wrong? I've looked for it for many years. It's almost impossible to find. Not on
1: YouTube? What's the name of it
0: again? It's called Village of the Giants.
1: Village of the Giants.
0: Yes, Village of the Giants. In 81, he comes back with Let's Put the Fun Back in Rock and Roll, recorded with the Belmonts, the original Belmonts. And that got some airplay, I remember distinctly, on um, uh, WCBS-FM, as FM was, uh, was, was still a thing, FM radio. But that's really the, the last time that he got any airplay uh, that was of any consequence. And as I say, he's a resident of, he put Tarzana, California on the map. And uh, another Freddie reference for me is when I first came to California, I was fascinated with the idea and the name Tarzana. So I yeah. paid a visit to Tarzana, California. And uh, actually considered. Like everywhere <laughs> Well, yeah, but. <laughs> Well, it's your first visit, and you know that it's the hometown of Freddie Cannon. To me, it has a whole other identification. See,
1: I would be more uh, apt to go to Revere, Massachusetts.
0: Well, I had already been to Revere,
1: Massachusetts. Revere, Revere.
0: Because having gone to school in Lenox, I visited a lot of different uh, uh, places that were historically... Like Salem, uh, like yes, you know a variety of, of of historical sites, but the the real history I was interested in was the history provided by uh, actors like Larry Parks, Betty Garrett, and uh, performers like Freddie Cannon. So uh, I had a whole other thing going on, a whole other thing going on, my friend. So, Palisades Park, are you ready?
1: Let's do it. Let's go there.
0: We're going to Palisades Park, ladies and gentlemen, with Mr. Freddy. Boom, boom, cannon. I love the uh I love the special effects.
1: I, I love Yes, the special effects <laughs> and the organ. The organ the, the Calliope organ playing the entrance of the gladiators.
0: Yes, and it's also there's a little there there's a little Del Shannon inspiration within that as yes, well. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. I can hear that. There's yes. definitely some uh, some uh, of of that sound which became uh, a formula for some of Del's biggest hits. So we salute Mr. Freddie Boom Boom Cannon, and uh, wish him wish him well. And uh, I can I looked up that portrait, and uh, someone on eBay was selling a replica of it for three hundred and fifty bucks.
1: Was it on velvet? On velvet, yes.
0: On velvet. Nice. Yes. And now, of course, I'm obsessed with. Getting it, but I'm running out of room on the walls in my uh, in my studio office here. I just have a new edition, a new Nirvana edition. Uh, yeah, I mean the, there 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 are some passings that occurred this year that are indelible in my mind and uh, the. Uh, the loss of a Foo Fighter or a Judd or a Mickey Gilly these are are the kind of artists that will never ever come around again whether they be inspired by the artistry of the 90s or the country work of George Jones they were uh, they were indispensable and they are gone from our from our earthly presence, but will live forever eternally, eternally in the recordings such as the one you just heard, Mr. Freddie Cannon's Palisades Park. So ladies and gentlemen, we would like you to also tune in to Captain Billy's Magic 8-Ball. The captain will be uh, providing you with his 8-track pleasures. What's coming up next? We're going to have the Buffalo Springfield coming up. We're going okay. to have Mance Lipscomb coming up. And we're going to have the soundtrack from the motion picture, The Misfits.
1: Yeah, that's a, that'll be a, a, an unusual entry.
0: Interesting in that uh, this entire controversy as to what Kim Kardashian did in Getting a loan of Marilyn Monroe's dress that she wore to Kennedy's uh birthday party and hmm. completely completely destroyed it, so that oh, no he, yeah yeah, 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 just because she could just because she could um, oh my God, in any case, the misfits is one of my very favorite motion pictures and uh Now, there's one. Try to find uh, Thelma Ritter would be a great candidate for it. Yeah, no,
1: it's a really interesting film.
0: It's it's one of the most fascinating motion pictures because it combines reality with the true overtures of stardom and involves an actual marriage as it's falling apart. As the writer, Arthur Miller, is displaying his wife, who is already this legend for the world to see. And the score of this film, it runs for about 50 minutes. It's an amazing score written by Alex North. So that will be coming up, I believe, as soon as you uh, record the uh, insightful commentary.
1: That's all done.
0: Did you do that?
1: That's all done.
0: Bill? You're amazing. You're, you're 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 steps ahead of me, which means that my email is way behind me in getting the uh, in getting the information you send me. So yes, we have many of those. And also,
1: we have a special treat for those of you who are video game fans. Uh, I've written. I've recently gotten into video games, specifically Red Dead Redemption Two, and I wrote a tribute to the lead character, Arthur Morgan.
0: And that will be coming up. This is Bill's new, I've been in the process of, uh, we've been backed up with a number of uh, of work and uh, health issues, so we have not caught up. But this is something that Bill has discovered that has opened some doors for him. You want to share a little bit of, of, of how this came about? Um, Just, uh, you
1: know, just looking for uh, some ways to distract myself, but someone recommended uh, the immersive uh, quality of uh, role-play games, and um, I had, you know, I knew that, of course, they were advanced, but it's being like, it's like being inside of a movie, and it's really uh, was captivating.
0: And you are thrilled that at your age, you could develop the intellect to do what is normally associated as a younger person's uh, um, recreational threat. Yeah,
1: I was just talking to my nephew yesterday, and he was saying, I used to play that game years ago. I said, I know. I knew you were playing it. I never paid any attention.
0: No, you weren't paying attention. But, uh, now
1: I've got some, some time on my hands.
0: And it's a good way to keep, to keep, as as you said, it's a good way to keep your mind uh, sharp. Yeah, and your, I think so. and your imagination uh, uh, still feeling uh,
1: compelled. So my yeah. So my respect has uh, has elevated considerably.
0: So yes, there will be a Arthur Morgan episode, and uh, the Splendid Boho goes to, and you will. Uh, hear us talk of the work of Mr. Frank Sutton and Joe Mantell in the motion picture. Stay tuned party.
1: for lots of lots of delights.
0: We have lots of delights coming up, and uh, very shortly we will inform you as we're going through all of the, um, uh, not everything is as simple as, as it would seem, but we are going to be jumping on to a high-profile Amazon uh, Feed that will allow you to uh, to hear us in even greater uh, detail. So we're moving and we're grooving, baby. We're moving and we're grooving. Moving on up. Moving on up. All right, my, f- my friend. Thank you so much for another episode of Put on a Stack of Forty Fives. We shall return with more musical fare, more motion picture fare, and uh, it's a beautiful thing, Bill. It's a beautiful. Stay
1: thing. strong, everybody.
0: We'll see you soon. Bye bye.